This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. All right, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You've got Mike and Sam across the way. Bogus sitting with me. He's got your updates uh, throughout the course of the morning as well as we take it right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time here on CBS Sports Radio. The toll-free line of 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right, let's get to it. Kick it off the 7 o'clock hour. Let's get to the campgrounds. Time to go camping, boys and girls. Who better to go sit around the campfire and spitball some football? Eat some pork beans, brisket, and throw back some cold ones. And with Taz and the Moose. It's Taz and the Moose. Just talking away. It's all you ever heard. Talking smack since the day they was born. It's Taz and the Moose. Just talking away. It's all you ever heard. Talking smack since the day they was born. All right, let's begin our journey in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, the star quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, who uh, did not pull any punches. He's not a big fan of joint practices. Take a listen. The tough part is they're not trying to show a whole lot. We're not trying to show a whole lot. So there wasn't a ton of diversity in the plays or uh, in the defensive schemes. You know, the physicality is a good thing. Going against somebody else is a good thing. But uh, schematically, um, there wasn't a lot shown. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's a matter of, you know, going up against somebody else, somebody that's not wearing the, the green and gold of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I think that's – and that's why you've seen some of these joint practices. I mean, not just involving Green Bay. You've seen it, you know, New Orleans and New England. I mean, it, all the way around. You've seen it a number of times where teams have taken advantage of that. Yeah, they're not going to show you a lot. You're not going to show them a lot. They're not going to give you their trick plays. They're not going to do all that and put any of that on on the practice field or on tape, Andrew. But uh, I think for the coaches, um, it's good to see you lining up against another opponent, even as minimal 
uh, as that might be. Yeah, I mean, that's what everybody says, Moose, and I've never lived it, so I don't know exactly how it feels to finally see somebody in a different uniform. But a lot of the things that Aaron Rodgers said yesterday make sense to me. In particular, like, and it's coming off the Texans, Green Bay, kind of angry two days. I don't need some knucklehead on the other team taking runs and drilling my guys in one of these workouts because he's so geeked up to see somebody else in another uniform. And, you know, if we're going to kind of go through the motions and I'm not going to show you anything, you're not going to show me anything, and, you know, nobody's going to hit in touch. Like I just, and I just, I don't know. It seems... The negatives certainly seem to be a little more 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 important than the positives, as as Rogers laid out better than I did. Right, but can we also uh, agree that Rogers is more negative than positive? Oh uh, yeah, and maybe I mean, and I worry more than most probably do. So we end up in the same ballpark probably on a couple of these different topics. But uh, yeah, I, I get I, mean, I, I get I think, what he's saying. I, I, I think Rogers is a glasses half empty type of guy. Uh, you know, I, I think he's got a monumental chip on his shoulder. I think, you know, it's rare to see Aaron Rodgers actually smiling, uh, whether it be away from the football field or on the football field. He's a very, very cranky sort. Yeah, and if you can't uh, be happy with uh, Olivia Munn hanging around you or now uh, Danica Patrick, then maybe the issue is with you. But from a football perspective, I can't. I, I'm not I don't even know, talking I, about I relational. I I, I'm just looking at this. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't. I, I, I maybe get his brother hates him too and the rest of his family. So, yeah, I, Aaron well, that might. Goes back to Olivia Munn. But. Yeah. Uh, you look at this scenario, uh, you know, I don't – listen, coaches obviously think it's valuable. I mean, if if Bill Belichick does it, that's good enough for me. <laughs> that's true. And when Bill Belichick does joint practices, as he did with New Orleans, and that's how when he fell in love with Brandon Cooks and brought him in for a year, and then it ended up uh, – he ended up moving on to the Los Angeles Rams and getting that brand spanking new contract from Los Angeles. But – uh, if Belichick is good with joint practices, who's the best coach in the NFL, and probably the best coach that I'll ever lay two eyes on in the National Football League, that's good enough for me. I can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's head out to the Giants. How about Daniel Jones? He's getting set tomorrow night. Giants-Jets first preseason game, which is a little strange, but the Snoopy Bowl, the Snoopy Trophy on the line early uh, here in the preseason. Giants-Jets, Daniel Jones, the rookie quarterback out of Duke is uh, going to get some action. Here he is talking about finally getting into some preseason games. Let's go. You know, over these last few weeks, I think we've built chemistry kind of, you know, across the board with everyone, whether you're throwing in, in routes or, or seven on or whatever it is. So, um, you know, confident and confident in all the guys, and um, I think it'd be, be good. Well, and, and for him, you know, it, it's, it's pretty interesting because there's not a lot of people that believe he should have been in the sixth overall pick. I mean, it's still speculation whether or not he would have been around with the 17th overall pick. Phil I Sims a couple weeks back I saying that he would have definitely been gone by the 17th pick. Yeah, who knows? Uh, the Giants said, trust in us. We believe in the quarterback. We'll see what he does. I'm rooting for him because I think there are a lot of people that are or I think that he's going to fall flat on his face. One of the giant beat reporters, uh, Matt Lombardo, I believe, covers them for uh, NJ.com, tweeted yesterday that a, a young kid, maybe like 10 years old, actually yelled at Daniel Jones that he didn't deserve to be the sixth pick in the draft. That's so a tough one. All ages taking shots uh, at QB2 with the Giants. And, and this, is, this is what tomorrow, we get Kyler Murray tomorrow night as well, too. That's what we... That's what you come to preseason games for. Yeah, get a first in the field. What I think what you want to see from any of these young players, especially at the quarterback spot, is that the game's not too fast for them. They, were, they don't look rushed in their decision-making. It might not be the most accurate. They might not be the most productive, but you don't want to see them rushed. And that's that's the one thing, uh, that whether it be Kyler Murray, whether it be Daniel Jones, whether it be Dwayne Haskins with the Washington Redskins, you want to make sure that they've got a presence on the field and a vibe of command on the field. 
Uh, don't necessarily look at the production, but know where they need to go with the football. Staying with the Giants, here's Saquon Barkley, their star second-year running back, talking about the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. I don't think anyone was like, oh, Odell's going to get traded. Um, how did I feel about I mean, you know, when you see someone close uh, get traded or get cut or get released, um, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. And for Saquon Barkley, you know, he's the biggest star on that giant offense. And now Odell Beckham Jr. is trying to move away. I mean, when do the conversation or the questions come to an end? about the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. Gettleman doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Pat Shermer doesn't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sure these giant players are tired of hearing about it. That would only be natural. I mean, how many times do you want to continue to talk about somebody else? I mean, how many hey, well, what are your thoughts on the Odell Beckham Jr. trade? Enough's enough. He's a member of the Browns. Barkley's the biggest star in the giant offense. I'm sure at the time it sucked. Now they've got to move on, and they've got to try and win some football games. These conversations, Moose, uh, are never going to go away. Because, never? Well, I mean, assuming... It, well, Week 8, we're going to be talking about the Odell Beckham Jr. trade? If he's if he has 1,000 catches for 2,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, yeah, absolutely. Either way, this is going to always be brought back up, whether it's hang, hung over the Giants' head for making a bad move and trading him, or they somehow retroactively get credit for trading him because he goes all out dummy in Cleveland and things implode and Baker hates him but this is always every time he does something good or bad it will be drawn back to the Giants forever oh god it doesn't stop it doesn't end no I mean at some point it's I I think it you're you're gonna I don't think within the next maybe probably a couple years down the line depending on what Beckham does do in Cleveland how productive that uh, he is and, and also what the Giants are are the Giants a winning franchise or are they a losing franchise but I think everyone involved is looking to move on. It's amazing that, you know, it continues to come up. But um, you're probably right in terms of uh, grading out that trade, the impact of it, uh, and Gettleman marching on. That's why they're hoping that Daniel Jones certainly is a uh, a very, very productive quarterback when the Eli Manning era does come to an end uh, following this season. Let's hear from Tom Telesco. He's on the Jim Rome Show with Bill Ryder yesterday. The Chargers general manager, uh, talking about the uh, the contract talks with his uh, star running back, Melvin Gordon. We have to have different plans, different scenarios, and that's the one we have to work on right now. We'll have a plan if Melvin's here, and we'll have a plan if he's not, and uh, that's just the way we'll have to handle it right now. What about the uh, the fact of uh, the, whether or not Los Angeles and that Chargers team will be ready to go week one? Our job is to get this team ready to win a championship and win a division, so... We just have different plans and set and prepare for it. Um, you know, I'm not don't really concern myself with making guesses or trying to figure out what the percentages would be, but we'll have a plan no matter what. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, and they've got depth at the running back spot. Just as Philip Rivers, he basically told you that uh, that that's a good room even without Melvin Gordon. So I love Melvin, but you know, it's a good group and we can win with that group. In essence, paraphrasing. Um, not what you want to hear if you're Melvin Gordon, which obviously <laughs> was bothered and ticked off by those comments by the quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, it is a win-now scenario. You're looking at Rivers is in his mid to late 30s. Uh, you know, they, they had a disappointing ouster last year in the postseason in which they Gus Bradley's defense got picked apart by Tom Brady and the New England Patriots offense. That's got to be concerning. Um, and uh, until the Chargers do it, I was telling a buddy of mine this yesterday talking about the, uh, the AFC. He's a big Patriot fan, so he's a little concerned about New England coming into the year. Um, and I said, well, listen, everyone, that that's, picking nice. the, everyone that's picking the Chargers, uh, I got to see it. Uh, uh, I got to believe I got to see in order to believe it, because 
Uh, I'm tired. I've been on that Charger bandwagon before, and they've disappointed. Uh, maybe this is the year. We'll this see is what the year, Moose. No, 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 no. Not maybe. This is the well, year. Well, we'll see. I got to see. Go. I got to see it from the Chargers. Bolts up. I got to see it. Is that what they say? That is what San they say. San Diego Superchargers. I'm in. Well, Los I've been Angeles, in, yeah. in and in, out and in and out and in, and they kick you in the you know what's over and over again, as well as really any team in the NFL. But here we are again. There's a lot of talent on that football team, and you throw Melvin Gordon back in at some point, I assume. With Eckler, with the rest of, the, of of that attack on offense, all those cheap tickets we discussed yesterday, that great deal to get in that building. Oh, that's the Rams, excuse me. But either way, I'm all in on this team again, and I know what's coming. It's like the Mets. I know what's coming. But here I am again, signing up for Chargers football. You're ready for the disappointment and the way that the season will come to an end. I'd love to see yeah. it. I'd love to see Phillip Rivers in a Super Bowl. I'd love to see those Charger uniforms in a Super Bowl once again, playing better than the last time we saw them when they got lit up by the San Francisco 49ers. But... That went well. Um, yeah, that went very poorly with Stan Humphreys at quarterback. But um, but um, they're talented. You know, Lynn is feeling good. They've got to see what happens here with Melvin Gordon at running back because he can't replace all the production that he did provide it because there's something to be said when you look at the guys behind him, Eckler and Jackson, that those guys are better off in the roles that they are instead of being the guy in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Yeah, of course. I mean, he... He's not the best running back, Melvin Gordon, in the NFL. That's there's there's no doubt about that. I, his fight's a little tougher than Ezekiel Elliott's with the Chargers as opposed to the Cowboys, uh, but he's still really good and really impactful. And to a lesser extent than Elliott, things they need him to balance everything else on offense. And if he's there and he's good and he's fine for for 16 games again, I am all in. Ready to be heartbroken one more time. Well, to Oakland we go, and Hard Knocks began last night, and I watched some of the episode. It was an absolute bore, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was not really all that great of an episode. Get your replays at um, HBO now. Yeah, I mean, it was it was not that great of an episode. But uh, the drama still continues around star wide receiver Antonio Brown, the former Steelers star, and dealing with his foot issue, as we discussed yesterday. You know, saw a specialist over the course of the weekend, still not back at practice. Mum's the word from the Raider organization. However, Chris Sims, um, good guy, former quarterback, former star at Texas, now with uh, Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio, um, he reported yesterday that Antonio Brown's, um, let's say, messed up feet, the <laughs> bottoms of his foot feet, issue. It, it's not, they're not, uh, it's not calloused, it's not just dead skin. Um, you know, they're not blisters. What it is is Antonio Brown uh, burned the bottom of his feet and has um, and also has uh, from going into cryotherapy um, to deal with muscle ache and soreness and didn't use the proper footwear. So he's dealing with a little bit of frostbite. I need this story to be true, unlike most others, Moose. If this is because he, like, walked on some super cold surface and the bottom of his feet are now falling off, I it has to be true. Well, it's it dead. has to I be mean, true. I mean, it is dead skin. And and Sims did go saying, you know, he never, he never have seen feet like that unless he was dealing with some kind of issue when he was with the Buccaneers franchise, right? Um, uh, or, or, but... Yeah, maybe maybe that's the case. I mean, you haven't seen anything out of Oakland. I trust Sims. He's got he's got uh, you know uh, moles all over the place in the National Football League. Friends and guys that he played with and, and organizations that he knows well. I don't think he's throwing out there if he doesn't believe that's necessarily true. I think it's probably a true story. You haven't heard anything coming out of Oakland, have you? 
Saying uh, that it's not true? No. I, I, what did they say yesterday? Gathering information? He's well, away I mean, how many days can he gather information? You go to the doctor. <laughs> I mean, the, the doctor pretty much tells you right then and there what's going on. You get some blood work. Two days later, you're good to go. Uh, and I guess. You need more B12. You need right. a little D3, whatever it might be. You need to take a multivitamin. I mean, you're good to go. And Antonio Brown has got messed up feet. I mean, I would think after you see a foot specialist, we would know uh, by a Tuesday, if you saw him on Saturday or her on a Saturday, that you would know by Tuesday of what you need to do, do, right? I mean, it's not horse and carriage where they're sending the prescription. No, they're not not mailing the prognosis and the diagnosis uh, from a different town to wherever the Raiders are now. They're not walking. No, uh, man, it's just... I told you, this is gonna. I, I still don't know what's happening on the field, but, man, are they going to be fun to follow this year. Well, if you're John Gruden, you got to say, what gives here? And I, I get, mean, yeah. What I, gives? I, I, you got to be serious. You can't be serious here. First and foremost, okay, it's one thing to have a cryotherapy machine. It's another <laughs> thing, you know. At now least we'll, put the slippers on. Well, at least wear the proper footwear. The least I at can do. At least use the proper footwear. I mean, I know guys that have, have had those machines, you know, those oxygen machines where you go in and you sleep in when you're dealing with a hamstring. A little injury. hyperbaric chamber. Right, and that works. That works. Yeah. My buddy David Deal, he bought one. He had one in his house when he was a giant. He, t- he uh, pulled his hamstring. What they said was going to be a, a six- to eight-week injury ended up being a four-week injury because he was sleeping in that thing basically every night. It was like a little like sleeping bag kind of thing, right? You right, get in, where you, you go zip in yourself and your cat, you zip yourself up and everything like that. He said it was great. It helped him heal and recover. Now the cryotherapy stuff is, I mean, if you're Antonio Brown, it would only be A.B., though where he would not wear the proper footwear, where you'd walk into a cryotherapy machine to deal with some aches and pains, and you decide to walk in barefoot. I mean, come on. If you buy one of those machines, you have to have the understanding of how to use it, number one. And I would think that you could probably hire somebody to come by when you're going to do it that knows what the what you need to do right. to handle the machine well, properly to prevent this situation. And I'm sure that, that where person... you're dealing with, you're an Oakland Raider receiver and the word frostbite is in the same sentence and you're not in Antarctica. I'm not climbing, I'm not climbing uh, Kilimanjaro or Mount Everest and I'm dealing with frostbite. That person I'm sure existed, Moose, and said, I can't stress this enough, Antonio. Whenever you go inside, you need to put these booties on. You can't touch in any way. No skin can touch the surface of the machine. You got to put the booties on. You got to have long sleeves and yeah. pants. And he probably went in there butt naked. I'll be, I'll be fine. And now his feet are falling apart. Uh, and then up to Foxborough we go. Or we should we say Brookline, Massachusetts. Because as we've discussed Tom Brady past couple of days and his non-contract extension uh, for him. Word comes out that uh, that he and Giselle have put their Brookline, uh, Massachusetts estate on uh, for Bring sale. Bring it on, Moose. Here we go. Thirty nine point five million dollars. Here we dollars. go. Well, it leads to speculation. I mean, yeah. if you're going to be in New England long term, why would you be selling your estate in Brookline, Massachusetts? Not and not just an estate. It's a house that they had to petition to build on the land. I think they bought the land from like a school. Right. They had to petition to build on it. And then they built this ridiculous, it's listed at $39.5 million. So this is a house that it's a they, beautiful home. You know, they, they found the location, they built it to the exact specifications that they wanted, and now they're like, nah, we're going to put it on the market Like only like five years later because he's going to be a free agent this winter, and who knows well, what's going to happen. I would say this, it has nothing, I would say that 
maybe the thought of Brady being a quarterback for the Patriots for the next three years, maybe that. I would say he's a better chance of retiring than playing for another team. I'll take that too. I know you'll take that, <laughs> but I would if say you have a better chance. I don't think great. he'll ever play for another team. I think he's got a better chance of retiring now. You know they do have uh, they do have a, a penthouse in Manhattan yes. in New York City. They do own a home in what is a gated community in Millbrook, New York, mm-hmm. and reportedly they've been looking in Greenwich, Connecticut, for a new estate and so, a place in New Jersey gr- that I had never heard of. Right, so Alpine, New Jersey. Alpine, New Jersey. Correct. You know where Alpine, New Jersey is. Do I? Is something famous there? No, Alpine, New Jersey is right over the GW Bridge. Oh, it's that close. It's not that close. Is he going to be a giant next year? You know who lives in Alpine, New Jersey? Tiki Barber. No. Brandon Tierney. No. I have no idea where they live. Okay. uh, To be honest. Just thinking of fancy people that I know. No. uh, Former Met General Manager lives in Alpine, New Jersey. Frank Cashin? No. Is he? Jim McElvain? Is he dead? Uh, Is Cashin dead? Yeah, who lives in Alpine, New Jersey? Um, Omar Minaya. Oh, okay. He used to. Where does his son play basketball now? Uh, so we're going down an Omar Minaya uh, rabbit Omar hole. Omar Minaya, his son plays basketball down south. Doesn't he play at the Maryland, South Carolina, something like that? Maybe. Something like that. Yeah, he All does. Right, well, good, um, then they can let me know what happens in Alpine, New Jersey yeah, when believe, Tom yeah. Brady moves Alpine, in. Alpine, New Jersey, well, people don't know. It's just north of New York City for everyone that's you out can, in Nebraska yeah. right now, Texas, wherever it might be. Where so, is he playing? South Carolina. South Carolina. All right. So, you mean, again, you can... you can, I was right on my second one. You can poo-poo this. South Carolina. All you it was want. down south. All you want, Moose. He's playing you, for the Gamecocks. You can dismiss this real estate possible transaction as nothing, and you're probably very right, but I'm not going with you on this road. This is this is another well, sign. Who's buying that thing for $39.5 it, well, million? It doesn't matter. They're trying to sell it. They're trying to sell it because they don't want to live by the Patriots anymore because they're not going to be there that long. And if you think he's going to retire after this year... Well, shy of forty-five, he's leaving. Well, it, I got your ducks in an order now. Did you see Ilya Kovalchuk's estate in Jersey when he was a devil is still up for sale? It's been <laughs> on sale for like four years, and I bet people are not buying it out of spite. No, no, because, no, because he bailed on. No, them. no. I mean, it takes a lot for someone to go out and buy a house that's worth that much money. I mean, that's that's not. I just figured it out. Brookline, Massachusetts, thirty-nine point five million dollars. There you go. I know what's going on here, Moose. What's that? Our good friend, Damon Mandelara, who follows this show on many stations here across CBS Sports Radio. Right. And others, and I'm one of them, we're always looking for the for the, the unsilver lining in these Brady stories, right? And, and there is, it's completely unfounded. There is no, there's no proof, no facts behind this. It's all petty conjecture for the most part. But as Brady keeps taking all of these sub-market value deals to help the Patriots out, not taking top dollar... Everyone's throwing out conspiracy theories because they just can't accept the fact that maybe Tom Brady wants to be a good teammate and good for the team. He wants to win football games more than making an extra, you know, $5 million every year. But some people think that there's all these side deals in play, that that Brady will make up all of this missed salary money through other post-playing ventures with the Patriots and, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, here's this, here's that. I know what they're going to do. Some... Some somebody's gonna pay him forty million dollars for his house, and there's the made-up money. It's like the college. It's like the college uh, recruiting, the the college scholarship scandal with all the fancy rich people. What is this? Trump and the Russians? No, 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 no. It was one. It was like the Harvard like fencing coach. His house was worth like. 
$250,000 and someone paid a million dollars for it, and no, then that guy's kids saying. on the Harvard well, fencing to be team. Robert Kraft. That's what's happening here. Kraft, no, Rob. that'd be too easy. That'd be too obvious. Well, it can't a be subsidiary Kraft. of Robert Kraft. There's got to be like two people in between. I got you. Well, but in all of a sudden, would be Robert Kraft. You know what? It's listening three on five. I feel like it's worth fifty. Here's fifty. Okay, great. I don't think Tom Brady needs to worry about money. No, I know. I love people that are concerned about Tom Brady. His wife's worth about three hundred million dollars. Yeah. And people are like, man, I, know I don't he's know. not poor. I mean, how is Tom? How Tom Brady's only making twenty three million this year? He should be making twenty eight. I, I don't think agreed. TV 12, I don't think anyone should be worried about Tom Brady as much. Well, I mean, I'm not worried. I don't hope he gets it. You and DA are concerned. I, I want them to be doing you and DA horribly illegal things. You're putting that you're putting that trio of minds together to I, figure out what's going on with Tom Brady. I need that franchise closed down ASAP. They're not close. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> to the chagrin of you, they're not US, going anywhere. I one of those big yellow U.S. Marshal stickers on their front door. They don't door. even bother me anymore. They really don't. Uh, how can they not bother you? They're so damn good, and I no know. one will I stop actually, them, Moose. I actually root for them. They're fun. I rooted they, for they Brady this past fun. year. The one thing they're not I rooted fun. for Brady. Did I not Pasegula this past year? I was on top of it. I, I rooted for Brady and, and Belichick. I was, I was playing those hype videos. Remember him and Gronk walking out of Kansas City? You're such a mark. Oh, no, I'm not. It was great. Enjoy it. You have a guy in his 40s that's schooling 25-year-olds. Enjoy it. No, pass. You're an old man. I'll Taz, pass. Moose. It's a Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, yes, here on this Wednesday morning. We're half past the hour. Bogus sitting with me for the vacationing Taz. Mark Malusis with you. He's also got your updates. What's going on, Andrew? How you doing, buddy? Oh, Moose, I'm doing well. Uh, LeBron James and I, though, are angry. The NCAA instituting new requirements for agents who want to advise players testing NBA draft waters, among other things, Agents must have a bachelor's degree, which has led some to call this the Rich Paul rule. LeBron's mega agent didn't go to college. So LeBron tweeted last night in part, quote, they big mad and scared. Nothing will stop this movement and culture over here. Now, Paul angered the NCAA and specifically Jim Beheim by directing recruit Darius Baisley away from Syracuse. Baisley instead interned at New Balance while prepping for this past draft when he was taken 23rd by OKC. The Dallas Cowboys now have an injury concern atop those negotiations with Elliott, Prescott, and Cooper. Defensive end Robert Quinn broke his left hand in practice yesterday. He's returning to Dallas for surgery, but is expected to be ready for week one against the Giants. Colts DN Jabal Sheard in doubt for the start of the regular season following recent knee surgery. Zach Granke made his Astros debut last night. Six innings, five runs on seven hits, and a win Thanks to his new offense. Correa to right field. He likes Flagman going back, and that's gone. 6-5 Astros. There's some thunder out of the six hole. That's Mike Caps on Astros Radio. Carlos Correa put Houston ahead for, ahead of Colorado for good with that home run. He added a two-run double 
in what ended an 11-6 victory. The Braves topped the Twins 12-7. Ronald Acuna Jr. scored four times, including a leadoff homer. The Royals a 6-2 W at Fenway, and the Yankees down the O's 9-4 for a seven-game win streak. But Glaber Torres is back in New York for more testing after a second early exit in three games with, quote, core pain. The Phillies lost in Arizona 8-4. They stay a half game ahead of the Cardinals, who were 3-1 losers at Dodger Stadium for the second NL wildcard. The Brewers now a game back of Philly after a 4-3 win in Pittsburgh. The Mets now one and a half behind after blanking the Marlins 5-zip. Eight innings from Zach Wheeler. And Udonis Haslam is re-signing with the Heat for a 17th NBA season. He will be the sixth player in league history to have that long of a career with one franchise. Haslam will make the veterans minimum of just under $2.6 million. Moose? Good to go if you can get it, right? I mean, if you're Udanis Haslam. One more thing on the, the NBA stuff, so or the NCAA rules for guys in, in contact with with collegiate athletes. Um, you could still sign with a guy. You could still work with a guy that doesn't have a college degree, but you cannot go back into the college, college basketball. So if you right. decide to work with a guy that does not meet these parameters set forth by the NCAA. It's not like they're banished forever. It just means you better be a lottery pick or a first-round draft choice because, say, if you decide to go that route and and pull yourself out of the uh, draft class that particular year, you can't go back to college basketball. And so you're okay with the NCAA preventing Rich Paul from getting those type of kids or keeping those kids from Rich Paul? Uh, well, eventually he can get them. I mean, after he signs the rookie deals, no? Well, I mean, eventually, you, eventually, I guess. But, I mean, why does he have to wait? Well, I mean, it, why can't he go get a, a degree? I don't even I don't know how to answer well, that. Well, what do you do mean? You want to go to you night, do you want him to go to night school now? Well, why not? He's already, because he's already established himself that he's a good agent. He has 35 clients who make millions upon millions well, of dollars. Uh, but he, he's built that off the back of LeBron James. He's built that off the back of LeBron James. So he's not? nothing. No, no, I didn't say that. But well, if it was not for LeBron, if it was not for a chance meeting when he was 21 and LeBron was 17, if it was not for LeBron James, is Rich Paul a super agent? Was Does LeBron James stay with a guy who would be doing a bad job? I'm not saying he's not doing a good job. I'm not okay, saying so that. Okay, so he's a good agent, but, but now wh- he can't have access did- to a certain subset of recruits, of, but, of, of players. But hold, hold on a second. It, it, why does it have to be, it, why does it all of a sudden have to be just the Rich Paul example? Well, because he's the most shiny one. He's well, the most glaring also, one. But it could also be for the guy that doesn't have his degree that they want to keep out of influencing young collegiate athletes, too, that are giving bad advice. And then I would I would love the NCAA to tell me how many of those guys exist, and I want them to show me how a lack of a college degree makes them bad advice givers. But but wait, hold on a second. They're, but they're, they're just setting a certain parameter for education. That's all. There should not be. There, but it's completely the idea, arbitrary. The idea of evolving your mind and trying oh, and, and getting better. Stop, 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 stop. No, what are you, don't tell why, me to why stop. Are you getting all, why, why is it so dramatic? And it's, so, not, it's not dramatic. Why Why is that a bad thing? I don't understand why, you know, why it's well, necessarily course, a bad It's not. It's a bad thing in this particular. It's a, it's a useless thing in this particular think, situation. Hold on a second. Do you, so uh, under his agency, which now is merged with another agency, is he the only agent? No, and that's I'm assuming so, that's the can, workaround that so, you get instead I mean, so of getting Rich me, Paul, you get Moose so now, for now. So now I'm going to cry over Rich Paul, who's got other guys that I'm sure have college degrees working for him. 
Those guys can't work with young collegiate athletes. Of course I, they can. That will that will so, uh, soon with, be the workaround. And around. you're telling yes. me I'm being dramatic when you have the LeBron James talk, LeBron James tweeting out hate toward the NCAA and people being all up in arms about uh, the cover boy Rich Paul for Sports Illustrated about now all of a sudden now we're taking money out of his pocket. There is a workaround about this. There is, but there are other guys. But, that he's got guys on his. Uh, I'm sure that have got. Uh, master's degrees that are working for him. But that doesn't mean that the that this particular NCAA requirement is legitimate or necessary. To weed out guys that give bad advice, sure it is. But it's not a bad we, thing. That's a that's a great idea, Moose. It's not a bad thing. A great idea is to weed out guys giving bad advice sure. who are not doing things in the best interest you of impressionable do, and, young men. And honestly, but that is not one of them. A college degree guarantees you nothing I, in this instance. I'm not saying it guarantees you anything, but you're trying to make sure that you are giving, you are putting, making sure that guys that are involved with young athletes, young collegiate athletes. They're giving advice or, or as educated as possible. I don't see that how that's a bad thing. Because, Moose, saying that you need a bachelor's degree, a right. bachelor's degree, not, hey, we just made up an agent test, Come, which they did, by the way. I'm not complaining about the agent test. I'm not complaining about that you have to have three consecutive years of certification, which means you at least have some experience. You're not just, this is not your first rodeo, and you might mess up a kid's you know life because of your inexperience. Those th- I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a problem with those things because those, in theory, those are helpful. They should know the rules so they don't get one of these kids in trouble by accident or on purpose. They should definitely have experience in this job. They should take a test. I'm, all, I'm fine with that. Saying that you just have to have a college degree, sure. which could be in anything, sure. has, has no connection to being an agent, makes Go no sense. Go get your sense. degree. Why? Why not? Because it doesn't mean anything, It does Moose. mean something it for doesn't. the NCAA. It does. Because oh, they, they have a, Why? a to prevent guys, here? To make sure that guys go out and get their education? You haven't told me yet how it prevents anything. Well, I'm not telling you that it's going to prevent everything. But no, to anything. Tell me, to tell me that it's not going to prevent anything is, is nonsense. Moose, how? You well, can, why can't Rich Paul go? If, Rich, if it means that much to Rich Paul to represent young collegiate athletes... Mm-hmm. And give them his advice about what they should do with the red and how they should handle where they should go to school, how they should do this and uh, wait, go get your degree. Because do you think it's not if, that difficult to do? Do you think if Rich, spend a little time? It's and not go get that difficult to do. No, it's not. You want him to do you can four on, years of you college? You can hop online. Yeah, why not? Okay, so let, so let me just play. Let's let's flesh this out. So he goes and signs up for the University of Phoenix, and he spends sure. the next fifty Tuesdays. Getting his Larry degree. Fitzgerald did it. Is he a better agent? Larry now? Fitzgerald did it. Great for Larry Fitzgerald. So Fitzgerald great for did it. You mean Rich it. Paul can't do it? I'm not saying he can't do it. Why so does go he do have it. To, Why does he have to, Moose? Why not? Because that's the new Stop rule. Stop saying why not. That's not an answer. Why Tell not? me why he needs to have a college because degree. Because the NCAA agent. is trying to weed out the undesirables. And you and another thing you keep saying without any proof of it. How is there any? What do you mean? I can run through many guys that got bad advice from from guys that were probably did they, did they have that college, should not have been did they have that college should degrees? not have been should not have been connected to young college athletes and and because they because should they not didn't have go to the college. wherewithal to have that connection because they didn't that go to college. That is what the NCAA is trying to prevent, right? Which is actually it's not a it's, bad thing. It's an admiral thing. Moose. Everyone loves to rip the NCAA. Yes, and I'm not telling you they're not greedy pigs, and the rules don't need to change, and athletes need to get paid. But the idea of guys having to get an education. In order, in order to get a connection to young college basketball players, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I okay, I, I really don't. Okay, tell me how it is. I just did. Moose, well, how right, is that a bad thing? Let me let me ask. Let me finish. Okay, and I want you to respond directly to what sure. I'm about to say. Yeah. If Rich Paul got his degree, if he got a college degree in anything, 
regardless of the actual course of study, if he just went and got a degree, and would that would that make him a better agent? I have no idea. Exactly. Exactly. But you wouldn't. can't tell me. You can't tell me. But it what, what does that mean? It wouldn't make him a better agent. I, I have no idea if it would. If he went and got a history degree, Moose, how would he, how would he uh, well, be a better agent? Well, you're throwing out a history degree. Enough with the nonsense. You want to talk about geology? I mean, come on. I mean, but why are we talking about But that's the point, Moose. Uh, that's no, no, the point. It's, it's the not, NCAA it's created this, not me. But no, no, they want to have a, a degree. You can't argue. You, you're, throwing out a, you're throwing out to me uh, an example of something. Well, how would he be a better agent? I'll tell you yes. this. I'll tell you this. How would he not? Answer me that. <laughs> how would he he's not? A, because he, he's at top of his game. Based on what? Based on the people that want to based work with him what? and the contracts he's based negotiated. On what? He got based a on degree fact, in LeBron James. Based on the fact that LeBron that's James a is a Laker in. and Anthony Davis is a Laker he as well. That's based on LeBron. what? What was, what was Rich Paul's his entire career to one man? Okay. If you want to take down Rich you, Paul's accomplishments if, if in his career, you, that's fine. If you don't that think that's the not You absolve, honestly don't think that's the case? That doesn't fit. You think fix. Rich Paul is sitting here as a, as a super agent in the NBA without LeBron James? Of course, that's where this all I mean, began. Give me a break. I understand that. But the point that's is that's where his education is. He's got Paul's, a master's degree in LeBron. Rich Paul's business, Rich Paul's success is not going to be changed by him getting a random college degree at this point You're in the bringing game. up one example. I'm talking about weeding out the undesirables in the NBA. Yeah, and you're talking about the bigger and picture, which is great. Right. No, that that's is not, what I'm talking Moose, about. That is not a bad thing. I'm with you on that. I want the NCAA to have better ways of actually accomplishing that. This is not one of them. Yeah, I'm not telling you it's the final straw. I'm not telling you but it's here, the final straw. Here exam. we are. Well, but I understand. And but you taking, still a have step, not... taking a step in the right direction to try and weed out guys that don't want to go get their degree and keeping them away from college players to where they make bad choices in life. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't. I'm not telling you that education all of a sudden will make a fool a brilliant man. I'm not telling right. you that. Or a bad but person, what, a good person. But what it will do, what it will do is prevent guys who have no interest in that from getting in contact with young college athletes that are impressionable. That's See, what it will prevent. I, and I think again, and I don't think that's a bad thing. But I think if you do, God bless you. No, I, I don't think, think it's a bad thing. I think you're talking about a person that doesn't is again not involved in this scenario. It, after this, our last conversation about this, we went on the hallway and kept talking about it, and you kept referencing. Right. Street, Lenny Cook got good advice. Did he get advice from an actual? Leon Smith got good advice. Did they get advice? I can roll through. I can roll through eighteen-year-old kids coming out of high school that were top twenty prospects. But if you're going not to, to go bring to college up Lenny under Cook, the other rules, but if you're that, that got horrific advice from horrific whom? advice from whom, Moose? From guys that were able to get in contact with them. Okay, and Moose. that's what the NCAA is trying to prevent, Moose. I, I don't, if you don't think that's what it is, then I don't know what to tell you, Moose. I don't understand. I, I you get frustrated with me all the time about this, and I don't know how to fix this part of it. You're talking about people that do not apply in this situation. How do they not apply? Because they're not NBA agents. You it, no, let me finish. Please let me finish. The last time we were out in the hallway, you were yelling hold about on a no, no, no. You hold on a second. You were yelling about street agents off the air. I was. These are not street agents. I know they're not street so agents. It does, so this will not weed those guys out. The NCAA here from their words, right? Please. The NCAA. Here yes. we go. Right. Uh, they have to complete uh, the application background check in person exam November six, right? Yeah. Um, that's all well and good for you, right? Yeah, sure. What it's gonna do? What they hope to? What the NCAA hopes it does is prevent guys that are getting brutal advice for guys that enter the NBA that should not be entering the NBA. Agreed. What's but, a, but but that's Lenny stop. Cook. 
Moose, if you're going to say Lenny Cook, you need to tell me that Lenny Cook got his bad advice. And I'm, he may have. I'm not oh, saying. come on. Can I finish a sentence? You don't think he got bad advice? Can I finish a sentence? Because now you're reacting to something that I didn't finish saying. And that's not fair either. Wait a second. If you're gonna, no, no, you wait a second. If you're you going to. just told me that Lenny Cook didn't get bad advice. I didn't say that. You cut me off because you're not listening right, to me. go Moose. ahead. If, if you're going to sit there and throw Lenny, Lenny Cook and Leon Smith at me, then you need to tell me that their bad advice came from a certified NBA agent who didn't go to college, and that's why he gave them bad advice. Watch the Lenny Cook documentary. I, I don't re- I'm telling you, I don't remember. Okay. For everyone out there, well, educate yourself. Watch Lenny Who did he get his bad advice from? I'm, I don't remember was, the was gentleman's name. Was he an name. agent? Was he an, M- was he an NBA agent? You think Lenny Cook got Stop good being dismissive of me when you're not answering my I'm questions. Not being dismissive. You are. You're sitting there. Come on, watch the documentary. Lenny Cook, Leon I Smith. I did. If Lenny Cook, I rolled got, through. I rolled through numerous examples. But there only. Bring up, I can bring up Moose, about fifty guys. Moose, they're only examples. If they got bad advice from NBA agents who don't go to, who didn't go to college, that's not that hard, Moose. Okay, if they got bad advice from a dude they knew from Rucker Park, that guy is not in, in any way subjected to these new requirements. So that guy's still going to exist to mess with their if future. You, if you really honestly think Lenny Cook was taking advice from a guy from Rucker Park, come on, who Andrew. did Lenny? I'm not trying to be did dismissive. He, I'm not trying to be dismissive. But you are. I'm not. But I'm you not. are, Here's and you're the, the one not listening I'm, to I, me. I am listening to you. I'm not, not. I am listening to you. I asked you. I don't think it solves all the issues. But to say that it that it's not a step in the right direction, I think is wrong. It's a step well, sideways. To, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. No, but see, even if but it's now, a middle, even if it's a baby step forward. But now you're back it's on a baby step forward. But now you're back on arguing the bigger point, not, which I I'm agree back, with. They I'm should try and I'm get rid of these guys. The entire point. The entire point is, I'm looking to protect college athletes. Sure. I don't think that's a wrong thing. It's not. I don't think that's a bad thing by the NCAA. It's I not, really but don't. But they should do things that actually will do that. And I don't think requiring an agent we'll to have a college out. degree. Only time will tell. Sure. Only time will tell. Well, you're not going to decide. I'm not going to decide. We can agree to disagree. I don't think it's a bad thing to put a requirement on on guys that are in contact with college players and are in a position of influence to have them go out there and get a four-year degree. I don't think that's a bad thing. If you think it's a bad thing, then we'll agree to disagree. You think it's a bad thing. I don't think it makes a person. I don't think all of a sudden it's going to make the Albert Einstein when you walk into the room. But I also think it's not a bad thing either. And I think what the NCAA is trying to do is take a step in the right direction. Is it a ginormous step in the right direction? No. But what they're trying to prevent is the bad stories that we've seen over the course of time. And I don't think that's necessarily – I have a hard time looking at it. Rich Paul – you know, Rich Paul, right place, right time. God bless him. He's a super agent. He'll work around it. He's not getting his four-year degree like Larry Fitzgerald did. I guarantee you that. He doesn't care to get his degree. He doesn't need to get his degree. He's built an absolute empire. He's got other guys that can go out there and reach out or working for him that can reach out to the college players. So enough with the dopey Rich Paul rule. But if it can weed out some undesirables that are in contact with college athletes that are telling them nonsense and giving them terrible advice because they're looking to try and profit off their back, I don't think that's a bad thing. If you do, God bless. I'm sorry, I don't. 855-212-4CBS. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 
That's right. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Steve Tasker is going to join Bogish and myself at the top of the hour. Talk a little Bills football. Let's head out to uh, Sacramento, California. It's Gary at CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Gary? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, Gary. I just... I got a little, two little things. Um, first of all, with the education involvement in this whole thing and Rich Paul, um, he didn't have a degree, and it's like hitting the lottery to get an NBA player of the star caliber of LeBron. Um, players. Yeah, I mean, we have, you can't use that kind of language. But, yes, I understand there are bad people with degrees. Uh, I think Andrew understands that as well. Uh, it's not a matter. You're not going to be able to get everybody, uh, and you're not going to be able to weed everybody out. Um, nor you, nor does so, does somebody with the degree all of a sudden mean that they're going to give up, go out and give you great career advice either. Um, I, I'm, and I'll, I'll, I'll requiesce to that point as well. I'm not going to tell you that it does, but, um, and I'm not looking to say that it solves every single problem. Uh, for uh, with regards to this issue, but it's a it's a little bit of a step in the right direction. Um, I think it is anyway. Andrew and I have disagreed on that point all season, all morning long. Um, we'll take your calls at eight five five two one two four two two seven. Steve Tasker will join us next. It's Taz. It's Moose. CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 